I have tried different natural deodorants and people, I would imagine, they haven't told me to my face, but I just wouldn't imagine they'd want to be around Oh, I smelled for months. (laughs) I smelled for months while I was doing my deodorant trial. Cody was like, one time he handed me actual deodorant. He was like, can you please put this on? (laughs) I was like, I'm going to find the right one. I promise. I can just smell for a little bit. Nina. And I'm Liz. We don't have all the answers, but we do have a bottle of wine and some thoughts. If you're looking for honest musings on life, happiness, health, and wellness, you've come to the right place. We'll even throw in a couple off-the-wall jokes, some personal stories, and of course, some shenanigans. So grab a glass of wine and join the conversation. Hey, Wine and Shiners. Welcome back to another episode of the podcast. Today, we have an awesome interview for you with Columbus yoga instructor, Sarah Solaric. I first uh, ran into Sarah at El Yoga Flow. Speaking of, we had the owner of El Yoga Flow on as one of our first guests. We sure did. A long time ago. So if you're interested, check that out. She's just a really cool person, but she owns El Yoga Flow. Um, And Sarah is an instructor there. And she was my first favorite Tuesday night class. Loved it. Liz, you came with me a couple times, right? I did. I did. I think I mentioned on the podcast, she worked like a lot of times that I would go, she would work things that she'd be like, today we're going to work the head, the neck. And you're like, what? We're working out my head? Like that's what we're focusing on tonight? Like just a lot of techniques and focuses that Mm -hmm. you wouldn't think to put together. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I just, I really love her teaching style. She's very calm and grounded. She Mm -hmm. adds a lot of like meditation into her classes. And as you'll hear in the interview, we talk a lot about essential oils. She makes her own essential oil blends. She even includes essential oil spray while we're in Shavasana. Ylang Ylang. That's the the name of the one we got to get. Yes. It's so good for cramps and anxiety. And you'll learn more about it in the episode. Ylang Ylang. Ylang Ylang. It's the (laughs) go-to oil of the episode. Um, Our episode is now sponsored by Ylang Ylang. Not really, but open to it. Don't Tara, if you would like to sponsor the podcast, we are open to that. Um, no, but she she's just a really cool person. I kind of feel like she's a jack of all trades. Like she does yeah. Reiki, the, the oils, yoga, um, just a really, really cool person. So I really enjoyed this interview. Definitely. We loved having her on and learning just about all the different things she does. Like you said, I mean, she does like corporate yoga and the essential oil stuff for me was, I was very interested in because I was like, do we like lather them on? Like, where do you put these essential oils? We How do you? So much. We, we had no idea. We were doing it all wrong for the record. Well, at mm-hmm. least I was doing it wrong. Mm-hmm. So um, just lots of really cool viewpoints that she has in a really diverse background. Yeah. But before we get into the episode, we do want to make a quick shout out to our sponsor, our real sponsor, not, not Ylang Ylang. Um, but that is Care of Vitamins. So we have been taking our vitamins for a little while now. We're feeling good. We're feeling energized. Um, for real though, you should totally hop on and check them out. You take a quick questionnaire about kind of your ailments and where you want to feel better and what's not working for you. And they recommend just a packet of 
vitamins that are going to be best suited for you. They come in an adorable packet with your name on it. And a smiley face. And a smiley face. Yeah. We really love Care Of, especially because they're sourced responsibly. So it's really important to know that what you're putting into your body is coming from a good and reputable place. um, And that's definitely Care Of. So if you want, check out their website at takecareof.com. And if you order your vitamins, you can get 50% off your first month with the code SHINE at checkout. Definitely. And I just, we were talking about this earlier. Like you don't even have to take them all at once. Like you do you. If you need a little more of something today or a little less of something, like you can customize it exactly. Like even you get customizable packs, then you can customize it further as to how you take it. So we're fans. We support them. And we think you should hop on over and check them out. Definitely. So with that being said, let's talk more about yoga and essential oils with Sarah Solaric. Hi, Sarah. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. Hello. It's nice to be here. Thanks for having me. Definitely. I have to say that I've kind of missed that you aren't at El Yoga Flow anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. it. I had to uh, put some things around in my schedule, yeah. but don't worry. I'm still, I'm still there once a month. So I'm doing a, uh, I'm doing a new class where instead of just an hour of vinyasa, I felt like you guys wanted more. So what I'm doing now is a, a Vin to Yin class, and it's a 90 minute where we flow for 60 minutes. We get the heat going, we get the heart rate going, mm-hmm. and then we'll enjoy 30 minutes of Yin poses where we'll do about five to six Yin poses. But it's where you're, you know, instead of challenging the movement and the breath at that point, you're really getting into the joints and the mm-hmm. fascia muscle and all that good stuff. So the last couple have been really well, and the next one I believe is on the book for July 8th. At twelve fifteen until one forty five. So if you're interested, come yeah, on up. Nice. Definitely. I always love your classes because I feel like you focus on different parts of the body that I don't usually focus on. Like I think there was once a wrist class, hmm. like where you did like some wrist uh, work. Yeah. Yep. Oh yeah. Because I just, for me, I know what it feels. You know, I think about my own practice, and I think about I want to if I'm going to practice for an hour and take that time out of my day to do this, I want to make sure that it's a an all over body. And then if we're focusing mm-hmm. on something during the class, you know, yeah, I think it's important to make sure that you know you're tending and caring to the body. Where when we get into these poses, it's not such a shock to the muscles or to the joints and things like that. So, yeah. well, good. I'm glad to hear that. Yeah, it was, I thought it was unique, but it was, I mean, I liked it because i that's not an area I would even think to work. And actually, like, right. in yoga, I've noticed like it is I, my wrists a lot of times. I'm like, oh, like this is putting some mm-hmm. some weird pressure on on these. So I feel like it is obviously something that I personally need to build up when I do it. So yeah. Yeah, definitely. Oh, yeah. Wrists are probably, especially when you're getting into, you know, the arm balances and all that fun, those fun mm-hmm. Instagram photos, right? Yeah. <laughs> the the wrists sometimes have to deal with some of that energy because you're putting all that body weight forward. So always, always stretch it out. Do you have a unique way of planning out your yoga classes? Because I always feel like you do very creative moves. Like you, like things, my body is like, oh, I've never thought my body could move this way. Like just <laughs> the sequencing that you do is always so creative. I love it. Oh, well, thank you. Yes, I do. Um, I'm a big visual person. So I have to, and I think probably my experience of being in school and being in HR for seven years and was, you know, just always told to write things down and Mm -hmm. record and record and record. 
And so for me, you know, yeah, I keep a little notebook, you know, that I have it in my classes. And I know a lot of people, a lot of teachers don't do that, but I like to write them out because one, it helps me build the class of vinyasa, you know, you're building towards some kind of peak pose. So if I want you to get, you know, deep into the outer hip, I'm going to do some things in the beginning where I'm kind of easing you into that stretch and then we'll get very deep into it once we hit the peak of the class and then kind of trickle you down back into Shavasana from there. Um, So yes, I like it for the basis of just being able to get my thoughts together for class. And then I also like it too, because, you know, like I said, I don't want to come to the same class and work the same thing over and over again. So I know you guys are looking for something different every week and I want to be able to be the best teacher that I can be to give that, you know, that workout that you're looking for. And, and that's sort of my, my plan with how I get my classes together anyway. Well, we love it. I do love it. Now you mentioned, you mentioned that you came from an HR background. So actually, do you mind just taking a step back and introducing yourself to our audience? Tell them a little bit about how you even got into yoga. And later we're going to be talking a little bit about essential oils. Um, and how did you transition from what you were doing previously to what you're doing now? Sure. Yeah, I worked in, I went to school at Ohio State, got my undergrad in uh, business, and then I went ahead and did my master's in um, human resource management. So during that time, I was working at the college for the, I worked at the law school, and then I bopped over to the, the College of Food, Agriculture, and Environmental Sciences as an HR generalist. And I did that for about four to five years. So I'd always worked in the HR field. And I just knew that when I started teaching, I, you know, I, I started my practice at El Yoga Flow where you started and it was something that, yeah. So many, many years ago when Natalie first (laughs) opened up, that was my, that was my home studio. I went on a Groupon and then I just got hooked on it. The Groupons work. Oh, yeah. So Groupon's do work. That's right. But yeah, I just uh, I started teaching after that. I, I just had the urge after about a year or two of practicing that I just I wanted to share that same feeling that I got when I practiced. Mm-hmm. And I think the biggest part of it for me, especially going to El Yoga, I think they're a little bit more sensitive to the philosophy. They're a little bit more sensitive to, you know, the spiritual side of yoga. Mm-hmm. And when I was in college, you know, I would see all these girls go and run on the treadmill or go on the elliptical. And I just could not stand that. I didn't want to have anything to do with it. Um, So like I said, when I found yoga, it just kind of took off for me because it was the one place where I could feel like I could go someplace to clear my mind and then also, you know, give back to my body in a way that I had never explored before. So after I started teaching for a little while, I just decided that, you know, I, I met new studio owners and started teaching at their studios. And I think I had about three or four under my belt. And I had been thinking about, you know, the office life for me just wasn't, it wasn't making me happy any mm-hmm. longer. I knew that I was here and on this earth to help people in some sort of way. And maybe I thought that during in school, the HR was, the way, you know, doing HR mm-hmm. work. You're just constantly, you're basically the customer service person for the employees. And I just noticed that after a couple of years, I was, I didn't like the routine of it. I felt like I was, you know, almost kind of holding myself back by sitting at a desk every day. I knew I was a very active person and it just, it didn't match up with my values at the end of the day. And then when I realized that, you know, things were 
not making me necessarily excited to go into work anymore. I decided that I looked at what was really making me excited to go in and, and work. And it was really came back to the yoga classes. It was didn't matter how, you know, if I was in a bad mood or if yeah. I was tired that day, every time I taught a class, I just felt so good because I knew that I was providing a space and a flow, a practice for people to really work through some emotional and physical and, and, and you know, energetic things throughout their day. Um, and so that was kind of where I just decided, it's actually been a year ago since this last April that I stopped working the desk job. and Only a year? It was wow. going to be scary. Yeah. Oh my I know, gosh, I that's know. Awesome. It's only been a year. Yeah. So then I started just went out full time and didn't know what I was doing at first and just sort of took the chance to do it. I had enough connections that I felt like I could, you know, at least have enough classes to teach. But even since then, it's just evolved into something where, you know, I, I never knew it was just, I could be a yoga teacher in the way that I am now. And I guess I say that because not only am I teaching at studios and getting to meet clients when they're coming into the, you know, the studios and things like that, but I've branched off and started doing yoga classes for like corporations, like Athena Retail and Lane Bryant, those kind of businesses. Wow. Mm -hmm. And then also doing a little bit more private sessions, which I love working one-on-one -on -one with people. So if anybody's interested in that, let me know, because that's sort of my... I just love having that one-on-one -on -one time and it gets you to sort of really just focus on your practice and I can, you know, move you and adjust you in the moment instead of trying to talk to someone after class or before class or, you know, whatever the case may be. But because I left OSU and now I'm teaching in the corporation sector, those are the classes that are really sticking out to me more lately mm -hmm. because I can see you know, the stress and I can see the exhaustion in these people. And so when I come in at lunchtime and they have 45 minutes to just relax, we're, you know, we're slowing things down. We're working on the breath work and we're just getting them to open up, you know, again, not only body and physical fitness, but really just giving them a space to clear their mind and to just be in the moment for an hour, for 45 minutes or whatever the case may be with the classes. So now it's a very unique, unique uh, career, and I'm I'm excited to see where it goes, and and looking to do a little bit more with uh, with corporations and private sessions and things like that. So that's amazing! Wow, what a roller coaster! I know, <laughs> I know it, I know it, and it just keeps going. It just keeps going. So I'm curious about like, you know, I know you're into essential oils. Do you? bring that into your yoga practice too? Like, do you merge those together in some way in what you do? Oh yeah, for sure. I, um, especially the, the oils really came about, I, you know, I had kind of explored them when I was practicing and I really wasn't teaching and I really didn't know, you know, too much about them. And I had learned about a few oils here and there. Um, and then once I started buying, like, in uh, when you hook up with like Young Living or doTERRA or whatever essential oils, company that you want to buy from or you know i just kind of read about the facts and how they process their product and young living for me was just something that um i really respected how they they have a seed to seal process where they know exactly where the you know where the product is coming from all the way from in their garden to when it gets mm -hmm. to your front door um so i like that about that but when i discovered oils on my own i really just kind of use the basics and and use what they give you as like a starter kit and i think you get like 12 different oils 
So I started using those and then, yeah, that actually kind of evolved into, well, let me host workshops in a yoga class where I can bring oils into the practice. I know when I first started practicing or when I first started teaching rather, the essential oil spray at the end of class. Yeah, that was really I love always it. Something. I love it yep. too. That was always something that I did and usually something calming, you know, when I get you into Shavasana, just a, just a little spray over the body, to, whether it's mm-hmm. lavender or something to, you know, breathe in to either clear the airways and to clear the mind a little bit or to just calm people. Yes, I always brought in those. And then when I started to get into the more oil rollers where we would, you know, bring it into class, that was really when I started bringing in um, workshops and just doing an hour and a half of workshops around essential oils. And the next year, usually I'll do that in the wintertime just because it's colder out and people like to usually like to attend the oil things in, in the, mm-hmm. in the wintertime when they have a little bit more extra time. Mm-hmm. Um, but next year I'm excited because we did sort of a basics on essential oils this year through a workshop, which we blended in with a vinyasa flow so each oil had, you know, when we meditated, it had a purpose to meditate. When we did something where it was more energizing, like a plank, we used peppermint because peppermint is almost like a, it's really almost like a self-meditation because it gets the, the, the breathing a little bit more clearer through the nostrils. It's clearing the airway. So it's kind of reminding you to breathe during a practice or during a pose like plank when we often hold our breath. And so just different things like that. We would do different movements and I would bring in an oil. And then when I bring them back down for something calming, calming, we'd bring in an oil that would, you know, complement that pose well. So this this next year, I'm actually going to be doing a chakra balance where we'll have a different oil for each chakra. Yeah. So look for that sometime like January, February, and we'll probably, I'll probably bebop around to all the different studios and offer that, but. But yeah, absolutely. I do. I do a lot of Reiki sessions as well. I'm a Reiki master. Wait a minute. I, got, I actually got. You yeah. do Reiki? I have been speaking <laughs> of Groupon. I've been looking at Groupon and it's so funny how all of this works. Like I started getting into one thing and another and the next. And like right now it's Reiki. Like that's my new thing I want to try. Right. So I'm setting up an appointment with you <laughs> if that's what you do. Yeah. Because I've been, looking, I've been looking to try it out. I don't know what it is. So if you guys could both explain to uh, me. There's a lot of healing that needs to be <laughs> done in my body. I feel like I have a lot stuck in my, um, I think it's called uh, sacral chakra. I think that's where I have a lot of heal. This just my own intuition telling me that. I honestly don't know if it's true, but. Right, right. And and uh, I mean, and just to give a breakdown, for those of you who don't know what chakras are, you can kind of look at them uh, sort of as layers of the body. And so, for example, our root chakra starts at the very bottom, and this is where we kind of associate, you know, money, anything, any kind of worry about money or things like that. Um, And then the further you move up, you start to, you know, just kind of move through the layers of the body all the way from the root chakra to the crown of your head. And it's just kind of an, an, it's almost like an energetic layer. So Mm -hmm. even though we have, you know, physical pain, we also have a lot of emotional pain. And I think a lot, what a lot of people don't know is that we hold emotional pain in our body mm-hmm. oh, and it yeah. shows up physically in injuries. It shows, you know, in that kind of thing or sickness or whatever it is. And I think if people were able to just come back to a place like yoga, where they could find a place of centering, find a place of groundedness, and then they might discover that the more they become aware of their body and those different layers mm-hmm. of their body, 
the more they can cope with, you know, issues that come up. And so, yeah, Reiki is kind of goes along with that is it's a very energetic healing process, but it's healing through the power of palms or through palms. So this can be done whether you're, it can be done without touch and it can be done with touch. You would set it up just kind of like a massage therapist appointment. You would lay on a bed that's very similar to a massage. That's usually actually the bed that I have is just a massage therapist bed. And we start on one side and we usually will flip to the other. But basically we we work through the aura and then we work from the feet all the way up to the crown of the head, just clearing spaces in the body. And usually what I tap into is if there's certain parts of the body that I'm going over with my palms that might feel a little bit colder. They might feel a little bit hotter. I'll spend some time there just kind of seeing what the body does in response to my healing words. There's usually a mantra that I'm saying that goes like this is uh, Reiki energy, use your power to heal whatever ailment is there and let good energy be sent to to whatever needs to have that energy sent there, basically. So what I'm doing is just kind of sending that positive energy through the power of the palms. And again, whether I'm touching or not, it's just being received through that person because they're in a very relaxed state of mind. They're open, they're receptive. Um, We've already had a discussion before to just kind of see what's been going on lately in their life. And then when I do feel those certain spots in the body, let's say I see, you know, I feel like a warmness on the right hip or thigh or something like that. Well, I know just from yoga that our thighs are emotional warehouse of our Mm -hmm. body. So after the session, I'll kind of let the client know, you know, what's going on, what's going on in your life right now. Or if we had discussed something before, I might relate that to, okay, well, if it was on your right side, that's the masculine side of the body. So what kind of relationships with males in your life? Maybe are you not having such a good time with, whether it's dad, whether it's brother, whether it's significant other, whether, you know, it's uncle, whatever it is, I kind of pull my yoga knowledge into that. And then we, we come up with something together where usually they have either thoughts going through their mind as they're relaxed and those colors and shapes and pictures usually tell me a certain Mm -hmm. thing. For example, I had a gal not too long ago that had a lot of images of sunsets and she kept seeing this big color orange. Well, our solar plexus, which is right below the ribs and above the belly button, that's our fire center. That's our core center that basically holds us all together, both physically and emotionally. So the stronger it is, the stronger we are physically, the stronger we are emotionally. The discovery that she made of the sunsets was if you even just kind of look up what they're saying, sunsets are a way to actually rediscover, you know, a new path. It's a, it's a, it's kind of an image of, you know, here's a new, here's a new startup for you. So after she told me that, I discussed what was going on with her. Well, she had just been just experiencing a divorce, mm-hmm. so she was on a new path to being single, right? And mm-hmm. so she kept seeing this image of sunsets and seeing this image of her and her kids you know, having this good time there at the beach that they always took on vacation. And so that we just had, you know, after, after the session was done, we just kind of had that discussion. And when it's, it's very interesting when you tell them what you feel, and then they start to open up about what's really going on in their life. And I can just prove to them right then and there that, okay, well, here's where it's showing up in the body. And it might be that they're having some hip issues or they're feeling tight in that spot or something's going on. 
Um, and so just using some of that energy work to release it, it, uh, usually feel, it usually makes people feel pretty balanced and centered once they leave. So a lot of times, you know, if you can't get to it yourself, I think Reiki is a wonderful way to just have someone else do the work on you. It, you know, like I said, you're doing energy work to release the same way that you would do in massage. You're doing massage to release the physical body, um, which in turn, you know, sends out a lot of different toxins and releases bacteria and things like that. But the energy work is, is really something else because it's, it's more dependent on you know, what are the shapes and the colors that you're seeing and what does that mean to you? And if you don't know what it means to you, let's talk about some things in your life that maybe we can, we can pinpoint what that, why that's actually showing up. It's so amazing. I am not joking. I'm very interested in having a session with you because I've been thinking about this a lot lately. And I actually, I just bought a book all about the chakras and I've been reading it. And Mm -hmm. I, so recently it's just been making more and more sense to me that emotions are stored in the body. Like, I think a lot of times when we go to the doctor with something that's wrong, it's, you know, there's all of these backstories behind why we're having these physical symptoms, like you said. And things have been kind of happening to me. And I, the more I think about it, I'm like, this is all very emotional. And then I feel those emotions are stored in my body. And then I can see how they're manifesting into physical symptoms. And so, right, exactly. It's just, I, it is something I've been really interested actually in having a whole podcast episode about because I think a lot of times people don't even know about it. Or I know, like, the first time I heard energy healing, I was like, what the, is that? You know, like, what yeah. in the world is that? And I think you just need somebody that, um, like, for, like, you're so relatable. And I feel like when people come to your classes and, that's one of the reasons me and Liz wanted to have you on is that you're just like a normal gal. That's, you know, like also (laughs) doing these things, a real human. Yeah. And I just think people need to know that these are real things and that they can make you feel better if you just kind of explore and dip your toes in the water and see what it's all about. Right. I agree completely. I think, you know, you, you, you guys know just from doing yoga, how important and how beneficial it is just to become more body aware. And I think that, you know, just like you said, when you're stressed out, you're exhausted, you're working, you're, you know, you're working to the bone. Usually you get a little sick after that happens. Mm -hmm. Right. So I think, I think just learning how to understand how the body feels each and every day, because it's different and recognizing, okay, well today, you know, I have a lot of energy. I'm feeling very fiery. Well, maybe your yoga practice is a yin practice later that night. So that you can find the balance. You never want to do something, you know, you never want to do like if you're having an energizing day and you've been amped up all day and then you go do a power class at night. Well, you're going to be amped up all the next, you know, the next couple of days because you're just bringing in that fire and you're not bringing in the the coolness and the fluidity Mm -hmm. and including, you know, like the deeper stretches and things like that, that really allow us to settle the breath settle the mind and to, you know, just like you said, become a little bit more body aware of yourself so that you can, you can deal with those situations and know how to cope with them and, and make your, you know, workouts or your day plan, however you need it to be so that you have a nice balanced day at the end of the day. I was going to ask, have you always been this body aware? Like what led you to this path? Because I know you said you weren't really about going to the gym and running, but have you always been active? Have you, have you always been into meditation and energy and all of that cool stuff? 
You know, I really haven't. I think the body awareness came when I started my yoga practice. And I think it was just being in a place where I could accept where I was. I think that that was the reason why I avoided going to the gym was that I would look at other people and they're, you know, running way faster than I am. And I'm sweating way more than they are, you know, mm-hmm. or they're, they're doing these like cardio fitness activities where to me, I just, I just don't like that kind of stuff. I don't, I don't want to bring my heart rate up so quickly to the point where I just feel like, you know, when you can't breathe or something Mm -hmm. that to me just makes me feel anxious. It makes me feel defeated in some ways. So yeah, I think it was really just with the, with the yoga that made me start to tap into just like you said, Oh, well, when I stretch this way, I feel really open here. But what that made me feel emotionally was very strong or it made me feel very open and receptive so that when I moved into the next pose, even if I didn't get it right, I was okay with where I was because it might have been that day my hamstrings were tighter. I had low back pain because of the way I slept the night before. You know, any of those factors I started to tap into, especially just even, you know, meditation and mindfulness, setting intentions and setting positive thoughts for myself. That really did a turn for me in just the way that I think about, you know, taking care of my body, taking care of my lifestyle and making sure that I'm doing things for me, but I'm also including, you know, time to relax and time to rest. And so, yeah, I think, I think a lot of it just was from the yoga and then from there, it just kept evolving and kept evolving. And, you know, I, I kind of giggle sometimes when I hear people talk about going on diets and things like that and, and realizing that, you know, it was something that I had struggled with a long time ago to give up things. And I, it just got to a point where I said, you are what you eat and you are what you do. So what you eat and what you do should be good things going into the body and good things for the body. Mm-hmm. Um, and once I kind of got into that mindset and realized, you know, how I felt after those classes, that was sort of my, oh, okay, there's the, there's the red flag, there's the light bulb, that's, that's what I got to pay attention to is really listening to the body and not ignoring those, you know, soft and subtle, subtle uh, hints that your right. body gives you and, and really paying attention to them and respecting them. I love that yoga does that because I feel like it's the one type of physical activity that I've experienced where like you talked about comparison and like looking over at other girls on the treadmill and seeing what they're doing. Like, it's almost like when I do yoga, I'm no one else matters. Mm-hmm. I'm a very like, I'm prone to kind of comparing myself to per, to other people. I think I'm just a competitive person by nature. So I'll, like look over and stuff. But when I do yoga, I don't have that side of me. Like it's just, mm-hmm. you're in your own place. You're listening to your own body and it doesn't even matter what anyone else is doing. And if you look awkward as I often kind of do, it doesn't <laughs> matter. Cause I feel I'm, I don't even worry about other people thinking I look awkward. I'm the one dealing with how I feel. So I, I just love that, you know, kind of how you talked about, like you're able to listen to yourself and make it all about you and become more aware because that type of activity is just so focused on the self. Right, right. And I think it's just a, you know, society makes us feel that way. Society mm-hmm. makes us feel like things are a competition and, and you are going to be judged or there's some kind of expectation that you need to reach where yoga comes in and says, Yoga is for everyone, every body type. 
you know, it's not, you know, like people say every yoga is for everybody, but what they really mean is yoga is for every body type because it's all about the way that you move. Mm-hmm. And my warrior one might look very different than your warrior one. And that's okay. As long as you're getting the stretch, as long as you're working the muscles, you're doing yoga, you know, like one of my, one of my, I think a lot of it came from a lot of my training sessions too, is just becoming a yoga teacher was that was just, you know, reiterized in, in our practices and in our teachings every day was if you can breathe, you can do yoga. And if you have that mindset with it and not go in with any expectations, I think, yeah, you're right in the place where you need to be, where you have these four corners, you're on a mat and you don't need to worry about anything else but your body and your breath for the next 60 minutes. So enjoy it, you know, be in it for the moment. And then when you're done, you can do whatever you want. But for an hour, give back to yourself, give back to the body. And in turn, I think you're giving back to society because without that, without that balance, we're all just kind of running around with this fire (laughs) and not, you know, not knowing how to put it out or to at least balance it out so that we can feel both the coolness and the heated side of practices and and use some of those tools that we use in yoga, like the breath and the mindfulness out in our everyday. So good. I, what do you say to people that are like, I just can't do yoga because I've known a couple of people that are like, I just can't, I just can't do things that are slow. Like for example, when I first started yoga, it was kind of a, I don't even know what got me to start it. I think I was just interested and I did a YouTube video with Sarah Beth Yoga. She was one of my first, our first guests, but it wasn't until I had the feeling, like it's like I got this feeling of calm that washed over me. And then that's what kind of got me to come back every single time was there was this space inside of me that I didn't know was there. And I really loved that space. So I wanted to find it and keep it. So how do you encourage people to, to keep coming or to try it out so that they can feel this sort of calm and balance? Well, I think, you know, I, I struggle with that here and there because I think yoga is definitely a practice, just like you said. It, it kind of needs to just come from you. And when you're ready to try it out, you'll, you'll know when you're ready. Not to say that it isn't a bad thing to, you know, go with a friend and test it out if you haven't done it before. That was really how I got started. A friend asked me to go along and I kind of said, eh, I don't know, I'll think about it. And then I finally went and I think when you go to yoga, you know, how often are you really in a place where you're relaxed? We're constantly distracted by phones. We're constantly distracted by the radio or the TV. And even though you might sit at home and think that you're in silence, are you really just being there with the breath and enjoying each moment? And I think that when you start to get into yoga classes, the focus is around the breath from the very beginning of the class to the very end of the class. And when you learn how to breathe deeper, that's what gives you the ability to calm the mind. So that feeling that started to come up for you, yeah, you probably didn't experience it until maybe class two or three. But then once you did, you were like, holy, you know, that's what I want to come back to every single day. I could do this every day to just get my mind right. So I think just to influence people to come is, you know, one, try something new. If you haven't tried it already, you're not going to regret it. And two, if you're looking for a workout, you know, don't discount yoga. It's not, it's not to say that it's all stretches and, and flower poses and, and flower talk, I suppose <laughs> you could say. You know, it really is. It's, it's challenging, but it's a challenge of both strength and flexibility. And you need both to do yoga. 
And so I think when people have a mindset of, oh, I can't do yoga, I can't touch my toes. Well, that's why we come to yoga. You know, you're not going to touch your toes in the first day of class. You have, it's just like anything in life. We start somewhere and we work our way up to, you know, where we want to be in whatever degree, however far we want to take it, you know. So I think just to encourage people to come is just keep trying something new. And if you're looking for a way to relieve stress or to relieve, you know, even physical back pain that might be caused by stress, yoga, yoga is for you. If, if there's nothing better out there that I can think of that would bring you, you know, some kind of mindful practice like that. I was wanting to to switch gears a little bit to go into essential oils because we had a whole slew of questions. Oh, wonderful. <laughs> because, and I don't know, did you, were you self-learned with essential oils or did you take a class or how did you get into making your own and being interested in them in the first place? Well, I, I, when I first was introduced to them, I actually was introduced by a student at El Yoga Flow. Um, she was very into them. And then from that, I was able to basically just order that starter kit that I was telling you about where yeah. they give you like sort of the 12 basic oils they feel like, you know, as a beginner oil, you know, expert or whatever, that this, these are the ones that you want to start with. And so once I learned about them individually and understand, you know, understood which ones were the more heating, which ones were, you know, meant for muscle relaxation, which ones were meant for anxiety or whatever the, whatever the issue was, it was actually, I think I got an injury in yoga and I pulled a hamstring. And so I wanted to know what was good for pulled ligaments. And what I found was lemongrass is very good for pulled ligaments. Hmm. And so when I discovered some of the other oils like uh, Pain Away is kind of like an icy hot, mm -hmm. um, I would either look up blends or essential the essential oils little guidebook that I have. It literally kind of lists out the ailment and then it takes you to like an index page that takes you to either a single oil or an oil blend. I have that. Book. And if... if I think I have. Is it an essential oil book? And it's like big. Yeah, it's like and... a little little guidebook. Yep. Yeah. And you can just kind of, you know, and I didn't have that one for a long time. So I will say when I first started, you know, a lot of it was kind of online and yeah. I would just look up or I would see, you know, Young Living has a lot of newsletters and they would have ideas. But it really was just about knowing about the individual oil first. And then, for example, I used to get headaches a lot when I would stare at the computer all day for, you know, eight hours. And so that was another blend that I made for myself was I looked, I knew that lavender would be good for something to calm the mind. I knew that peppermint was very good yep. for headaches as well. It's my go-to. what Me I too. found was, yep, the three of those or the two of those together blended with frankincense made a very nice headache blend. Because I have all three frankincense of those. Is Yep. So frankincense is a wonderful blend for just, um, actually frankincense is nice for, um, it's actually anti-aging. So it's really good for your face skin or just skin in general. Um, so I love the stuff that you can just put right on the skin. Cause a lot of the oils do have a lot of benefits for you, just your, you know, the skin on the body. But yeah, it was really just kind of either, either students would come to me with some kind of ailment or I would have some kind of ailment and we would just go from there. I know recently, I don't know if I have it on the Etsy page or not, but my grandma and I worked together on an oil oh. and she's 94 Aww. and she's, yeah, she started using um, peppermint on her legs at night because she would, 
would lay down at night and she would feel like she just didn't have a lot of circulation in her legs. Hmm. And so her and I started working together and we found out that she really liked peppermint. But what I found from just looking at, you know, poor circulation was rosemary and cypress are very good for poor circulation. So once we discovered some, you know, kind of ailments or things that were going wrong in the body, I just kind of went from there and either looked at the oils that I had or I would order a different oil if I needed to blend something in. But yeah, it was really just kind of based on things that were going on in my body or things, you know, people coming up to me with different kind of issues that they were going through. And we, I would just kind of blend it from there. So that's kind of how that got started. Interesting. So how... This is just me. Now, I have like a roller. Actually, my dear and loving husband made me a stress relief blend, which I love. Wonderful. I yeah. I know lavender's in there. I feel like eucalyptus maybe in there. Probably some eucalyptus in there, yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure. What, I love it. But I just put it like, I put it on the back of my neck. I put it on like my temples and my wrists. Like, but I don't actually know how to apply essential oils. Like, neither do I. Am I supposed to like lather yeah. up and wipe my whole leg with them? Like, <laughs> bottom of the feet, <laughs> that. Like, I guessed pressure points. Like, that seemed like the logical place because that's what I do for headaches. And they've actually, nothing has cured my migraines that I, I don't get them as often as I used to, but um, nothing has helped that more than peppermint. And I put them like, you know, like temples or other places where I used to like massage, um, like pressure points. So I guess, where do you put these things? <laughs> yeah, you're de- you're definitely on the right track. I'll, I'll side, side back just a moment. Now, when you do make the rollers, make sure because you're dealing with, so oils are neat oils, which means that they are extracted to the purest form of whatever it is, like let's say peppermint. So they're extracting that to the very purest form. And because it's an oil, you want to make sure that you have, unless it sends it up directly on the bottle, like I know lavender is okay to put directly on the skin, mm-hmm. but peppermint, you know, sometimes you want to be careful with that. Unfortunately, unless you know that you have an allergy to one of these scents, you're not going to really know if it's going to bother the skin until you put uh. it on. So what my suggestion is, is if you have a roller, those are usually combined with like a coconut oil or some kind of carrier oil. Mm. It could be almond oil. Um, Joe Paiva is another one as well. That's good. So you're only using about, you know, the, the oil rollers come in five milliliter and 10 milliliters. You're using about, I would say, 10 drops in the five milliliter and then 20 to 30 in the 10 milliliter. The rest of it is filled with a coconut or some kind of carrier oil so that you have something to mix on the skin instead of just putting that directly on the skin. So that's one point I want to make about just, you know, application on the skin and then where you apply it. You know, yeah, you're, you, you know, you hit the nail on the, on the head there. Headache blend, I would definitely recommend you massage it into the temples. And especially if it's your own roller, so just make sure that you are, you know, watching if you're sharing them. Put it on the inside of your nostrils so that you have the scent coming into the body. Um, And yeah, it just depends. Like I know when I pulled my hamstring, that was obviously where I was putting the pain relief roller on that I had. Sore no more is what it's called on Etsy. And then I also do have a pain away one. And then like for my stress away oil, I want to breathe that in. I want that everywhere on my body. So I'll put it on my wrist creases. I'll put it behind my ear, on my neck. 
I'll even put it on my collarbone if I know that, you know, if I'm doing like a heated practice and I know that, you know, nothing's really going to stay in my nose. Mm. I want to bring it to somewhere where I can either inhale it through the nose or even through the mouth. It is good to take in to the body. I would just be careful on the brand. Like I would highly recommend doTERRA or Young Living if you're going to ingest it. But even when you're ingesting, you want to dilute it with either water And I'm talking like 16 ounce bottle of water to one or two drops of like peppermint or orange, depending on what you want to put in there. Mm -hmm. And then also the oils need to go in either metal or glass because what oils do is they pull toxins from your body. They pull toxins from whatever they're making contact with. So if you want to drink something and you're putting oils into a plastic bottle, you're pulling all those toxins out of that plastic bottle and then you're ingesting it. So if you do decide to do something, if you do decide to ingest it, you know, like they have like nutmeg essential oils that you can use in your cooking and things like that. You're mixing into your food or whatever. Um, I have black pepper is actually a wonderful energizer, but I also use it in my food. And then I also use lemon in my food too. If I'm using, you know, lemon for salads or, or quinoa patties or whatever, I might put it on. But yeah, you just, you're, you're in the right spot. You can kind of just put it wherever. And I would say like, you know, you mentioned peppermint is really good for migraines. So you kind of know where to put them there. But let's say you're having a stomach problem that day. Pepper, peppermint's awesome for digestion. So at that point, I would advise you to drink something versus just smelling the oil or rubbing mm-hmm. it on your belly. It's not to say that you can't, but it's probably going to do more work internally if it's something like a stomach ache or something internal like that. But yeah, otherwise, I think you're you're you got it right. Just somewhere where either you can smell it or you know, kind of. I think about it as where I put perfume, so like wrist creases mm-hmm. behind the ears, the collarbones, the neck, that kind of thing. I know DoTerra has peppermint beads, and they have some beadlets that you can take if you want to ingest them. Because I've done that before. Yeah. Yep. I uh, have a personal question. So I get really killer cramps before my period. And I've been trying a lot of different like dietary things and anti-inflammatory, just a slew of different things to try and get that taken care of naturally. What are some tips with essential oils? Because I've like rubbed lavender kind of on the area just to help. And I don't know what I'm doing. I know that like doTERRA. I just had a mental image of you like lathering like my lower stomach. Um, I know doTERRA also has some specific blends that they have for PMS and things like that. But where do you put them? I... Again, I've heard people say like, it's all in your head. Like, you know, like when you use essential oils, I'm like, I really don't think it is. I really think that they work and I've felt that they work. Oh, yeah. And so uh, actually, it's funny. I just had that question not too long ago. One of the best oils that I think is is wonderful for just anxiety and also on, an, on a side tip, it's wonderful for your hair, your shampoo and your conditioners. But Ylang Ylang is actually mm. a very nice oil for cramps. Now, you're not wrong. Lavender is also a very good one as well. Um, but I would also include either cypress oil or clary sage or even a peppermint. And yeah, you can either apply it to the back of the neck or the lower abdomen where you're, you can just kind of massage it in mm-hmm. to warm and, and compress and kind of reduce the pain. So if you're doing something like that and you do have, you know, major cramps or maybe you're putting like a a water bottle on it or something, I would put the oil on and then you put your water bottle on top of the belly. Mm. Um, Or, you know, I think that would be something where you could probably digest 
of peppermint oil or a clary sage. I don't know if I would do the ylang ylang and the lavender. Lavender might taste actually pretty good too. They have a lot of teas out that are lavender based that are pretty good. Um, but you know, it just kind of depends. Ylang ylang is a blend, so it has a lot of different oils into it. Um, but that one is a really, really nice one. I, I actually do put that one in my, my shampoos and stuff. It helps with the shine of your hair and it also helps to volumize it. So you got that going there. And then on a, on another side tip, since we're talking about lavender, for those of you who want your eyelashes to grow, drop a couple of drops in your mascara. Interesting. And then that way when you, yeah. And it smells really nice when you're putting your uh, mascara on. It's a calming, <laughs> calming makeup routine. <laughs> Exactly. What are some that you would recommend for, you said um, that ylang ylang for anxiety. Is there anything else you would recommend for anxiety or anyone that struggles with that? Yep. I also really like vetiver is awesome for anxiety. I usually blend, there's a grounding blend that has a a bunch of different oils in it. And then vetiver is really nice for anxiety. And and on humans, it's wonderful for anxiety. But on animals, it's actually really great as well. If you have a dog that is scared of storms, Hmm. take a little vetiver and put it behind their ears. Now on animals, you do want to be careful about it because they're smaller. So if they do ingest it, that's why that way, if you put it behind their ears, that's probably the place where they're not going to be able to lick it. Mm. Um, so that's, an, so yeah, vetiver is actually used on dogs or if they, you know, if you have a dog that it's, or animals, I guess in general, that get scared of storms. I know I have a scaredy cat that she goes and runs and hides when there's any kind of storms going on. But yeah, vetiver is a nice one. I would, I, for the, for the anxiety in general, top two are definitely ylang ylang and vetiver. And then I would move to lavender. That's going to be your cheaper oil. And then just like starter oils to begin, I really think you can't go wrong with lavender, with peppermint. And then from there, you can kind of explore. But I really think frankincense for anything skin-wise is wonderful. And it just kind of depends on where you want to take it from there. But I would say top, top three if you're kind of working out into looking into getting essential oils. It's really, really a good to have lavender, kind of your cure-all, so is peppermint. And then I would also, you know, include some other ones in there, frankincense as well, just so if you have something for the skin. The oil tip is particularly helpful. I'll have to go back and adjust my roller because it's definitely all essential oil. <laughs> Get yeah, a little yeah. So oil what I, yeah, especially if you have a lot in there, I just dump it out into another roller bottle and then just add coconut, and then you'll have two that way. Nice. But yeah, it just, again, it just kind of depends, you know, lavender is good for calming, but it's also very good for cell rejuvenation. So like cuts and burns, mosquito bites, anything like that, that's, you know, puncturing the skin, that's, that's the oil that you want to use. What about acne? Acne. So I would either use ylang ylang as a face oil or what's really good for acne is actually carrot seed oil. Okay, I clearly need to get ylang ylang yeah, because it's, it's like it's yeah, gonna knock yep. out three of my issues right there. Yep, and that one's got—I can't remember exactly all of the oils in it, but I want to say that it has sandalwood. It's got cedarwood in it. It just has—it's one of my favorite. I mean, I'll wear that one as a perfume just because I know what it's doing benefit-wise, but it also just—it just smells really, really nice. I know this is kind of embarrassing, but just so you can have an example of different things that you can use oils for, I made a 
you guys know I teach in a lot of studios. So mm-hmm. unfortunately, sometimes when I teach in hot studios, I got some grossness from the mat <laughs> and I had some I had some ringworm that developed on one of my wrists earlier this year. Oh no. I and had so I found before. Yep. So I found an oil blend for that and tea tree oil and rosemary is really good for ringworm. Put it on one day and it was gone. It didn't itch me the next wow. day. I didn't have to worry about it. Um, obviously I was very careful about who I touched during the week that week, <laughs> right. but <laughs> it didn't really give too many adjustments, but I was just amazed. You know, I, I think about something like ringworm where you automatically think, oh crap, I got to go to CVS and get whatever it is that they want you to put on it. But the more I look at oils, the more I, you know, I, I see the benefit, I see how quickly they work. And then it just makes me think about, man, I've been putting all this other stuff in my body, mm-hmm. like chemicals in these products where I don't really need to do that anymore. And even like sunscreens and things like that, 30 drops of lavender with the, put it in a bottle of a two ounce, you know, carrier oil, like almond oil, Mm -hmm. you got yourself a sunscreen. No way. I've been looking into, I was going to get Kula because I I heard Kula. You just asked me about sunscreen like two days ago. I was looking, I'm looking for natural sunscreen. So do you have that on your Etsy? I don't. That is actually one that I need to get my button gear and and get that up there. But if you want another suggestion for an oil, Gentle Baby is also another nice one for sunscreen. So know that when you go on to these essential oil sites, you know, they're going to have oils for babies. They're going to have oils for kids. They're going to have oils for adults. They're going to have oils for cooking and oils for pets. So everything that you're looking for, you know, know that it's safe know that they're making these oils, they're they're diluting it to a certain degree, depending on what you're going to use it for. And they just have, I just love Young Living. They have a lot of cleaning products. So anything with like peppermint or cheese has like a cinnamon bark smell to it or lemon. Those are all your cleaning products. And really you can make stuff like that at home. Take a little spray, like a little hairspray bottle. If you put like five to 10 drops of peppermint you or lemon, you have, you know, countertop cleaner. Peppermint's also really good for like bugs in the summertime. If you're getting ants in the house, take some peppermint in a spray bottle and water and spray that around your windows and your doors, things like that. I heard that peppermint was good if like my dog, we found a tick on him and somebody told us to drop a a little bit of peppermint oil on it. Now, yeah, it's really neat. So I do you use all natural products then? Because you're so right. I as I started to dive into and Liz too into the natural products world, it's like, why have I been putting all these chemicals in me or on me when there are all of these other options that do the trick? Right, right. I, I kind of flip flop back and forth. I mean, I know I didn't really discover until I got into yoga that deodorant was bad for you, <laughs> you know, that it I had aluminum still in it struggle and that it, with- you were putting yeah. The is one it, from the Good Fest, Liz, is does it. Does it work? It works so well. I I have tried different natural deodorants and people, I would imagine, they haven't told me to my face, but I just wouldn't imagine they'd want to be around Oh, me. I smelled for months. At, at the end of the day. <laughs> I smelled for months while I was doing my deodorant trial. Cody was like, one time he handed me actual deodorant. He was like, can you please put this on? <laughs> I was like, I'm going to find the right one. I promise. I can just smell for a little bit. Yeah, yeah, you kind of have to play around with them. I will say when I switched deodorants to something more natural, you know, I played around with the crystals, I played around with Tom's, and I, I finally came to Mitchell's, and they make essential oil deodorant. So I know, for example, mm. I have one that's, ber- that's bergamot and sage. Mm. 
um, the, the material is definitely, you know, different than your regular deodorant. And like I said, I kind of flip flop, flop back and forth on that, that, you know, yeah, I think about how long I've been using these products, but at the same time, you know, I think about, I'm okay. You know, I'm, I'm still okay. I'm still mm-hmm. on earth now. So it's yes. not that it's something that, you know, you don't have to give up right away, but if you're making some of these choices, you know, yeah, I have recently switched over to a vegan mascara. Just so that, you know, if I'm trying to promote hair growth in my eyelashes, I'm probably not getting that a lot from the regular mascaras that you're getting at CVS or, you what know, from the, from the stores or Sephora or whatever. It's called Pacifica. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> yep. <clears throat> they have a nice little makeup line that's all vegan products. Oh, I should you know, check so that out. Yeah, I really like it. I I know things are a little bit pricier and it's not to say that, you know, when I run out of some things that I'm not, I don't resort back, but I try not yeah. to as much as I can, as long as I have the supply. But, you know, sometimes, sometimes the money is there and sometimes it isn't. So <laughs> I started buying Tarte and I don't think it's as good as it's supposed to be. I don't know. I read that it's supposed to be all natural organic, but somebody recently told me, our makeup artist, Maddie, yeah. recently told me it wasn't. But I kind of did the same. I'm like transitioning. And then sometimes if I run out of mascara, I might need to run to Walgreens and yep. get a cheap one. Just it depends on where you are financially. Yeah. And that way, you know, that if you can, you know, like, especially if I do go get just a mascara or whatever from, from Walgreens, that's when I go and I put my lavender in it. So at mm-hmm. least I feel like I'm doing something right. to, you know, promote some kind of healthy benefit to my body. I think I think peppermint really is one of your best ones because it's. I mean, even I can think of for kids, kids or anybody who has ADHD, peppermint is a wonderful way to breathe. And like I said, I'm going back to because it makes you breathe in a little bit deeper. You know, when you breathe in peppermint, you know you're breathing in peppermint. So what that does in turn is clears your airways and it encourages you to breathe even deeper. And so we know that from breathing deeply, it calms the mind and it settles the body a little bit more, but it also encourages you to keep the breath through the practice. I mean, how many times do you come into plank and you just start holding your breath mm-hmm. without even noticing yeah. it? Yep. So, you know, this, the smells have a lot to do with just keeping you breathing and, and keeping you moving in a practice as well. So I think you mentioned you have an Etsy shop. Like, can can people, yeah. how to, because I, I kind of want to go buy some stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. I have about, so what I, ha- I think I have five to seven different blends right now, both in oil. I have oil rollers, both in five milliliter and 10 milliliter sizes. And so depending on the blend, because I price them out per oil drop, so I know like for peppermint, let's say in a five milliliter, that's 850. And I want to say that the stress away is also 850. But the other blends like the headache blend and the sore no more, the pain away, because those oils are a little bit more expensive, those are $10. And then the 10 milliliter rollers are anywhere from 20, you know, 15 to $20. Mm-hmm. So that's the price of those. And then I also make essential oil sprays, which is what you've seen in my classes yep. where I'll mm-hmm. come around. And these can be used as room sprays. They can be used as body sprays. They can be used as, you know, pre-meditation sprays. Wherever you want to clear the space, you can kind of use these. And I did just switch everything over to metal bottles um, and glass rollers. And the other point I want to make about rollers too, now these do get kind of pricey, but you'll notice that some of them have like a plastic roller on Mm -hmm. top, Mm -hmm. like the, the cap part of it. 
again, you know, know that when you're rolling that on, you're taking toxins from that plastic bottle cap or from the plastic roller bottle. And so they do have roller bottles out there that are glass and then they have a metal roller on it. So that way you're still, you know, I want you, I want to encourage the metal and the glass and things like that because it's really the best thing that you can use with the oil so it's not pulling toxins from other things. But I have a grapefruit energizing spray. And then the name of my shop is Concentrated Awesome. But on Love Etsy, it. I did have to end, I had to end, uh, or I had to add an S on there. Somebody must have took that name before I got yeah, on there. The worst. <laughs> yes, I know it. So if you look for me on Etsy, you'll want to search for Concentrated Awesome with an S. And you can just go to Etsy, Etsy.com slash shop slash concentrated awesomes. And that's where you can find all that. Everything is done online. Um, you can pay for it there. If you know that you're going to see me in a class, just let me know and send me a message of what oil that you want. I won't charge you the shipping. Otherwise, mm-hmm. just do everything through Etsy. And I think there's about a $253 shipping fee um, for me to send those out to you. But I usually get them out within you know three days of you ordering them and they're right there at your doorstep. Awesome. So now we know you have the Etsy shop. Where else can our listeners, especially the ones in Columbus, find you if they want to take do Reiki with you, take a yoga class at one of the studios you're teaching? Um, give us all the goods. All right. Well, I actually just uh, so hopefully when when you get on there, give me some give me some feedback. I just uh, launched my website. It's sarahcelaric.com. Awesome. Congrats. And so. Yay. Yeah, thank you. I know it's it's a lot of work to put in there, but I'm glad it's up and running. And mm-hmm. that actually includes, it includes my weekly schedule at all the studios that I teach at. It includes, you know, just some information about me, how I got started a little bit. And then it also gives you private pricing. It gives you corporation pricing, group kind of pricing. And as always, you know, if there's something that you want to work out individually, I'm always open to negotiate and customize things, you know, as you see fit. And it also does have uh, my Reiki on there. That will be something that, you know, if you are interested in, please just message me. I think I have the pricing up there. Um, I like to do private sessions and Reiki sessions more in a group package. And I think, you know, just from practicing yoga that, you know, you don't really get the benefit of just meeting with someone one time. Mm -hmm. So for me, it's, it's something that, you know, I want you to contact me if you're interested in committing to it and you're ready to, you know, make a plan for yourself so that we can reach your goals together. Um, so that's why you'll kind of see more of the package deals and the more classes you, you know, want to take, the cheaper deal it will be for, for whoever is interested. And then I also have, um, I think there's the essential oils is on there as well. It'll direct you right to the Etsy shop so you can find it on there as well. Um, I don't have the oils for sale on the website just because I have it all hooked up through Etsy right, right. now. But yeah, take a take a look at sarahcelaric.com and I should have uh, some some upcoming events rolling there. You know, if there's some things at the bottom, I think of the homepage. If I have some events coming up at the different studios, those will be highlighted. So you can just kind of make sure that if I'm doing workshops or just 75 minute sessions or 90 minute sessions that are taking your practice further, you can look at that as well. Perfect. Awesome. I'm so glad we had this conversation. Yeah. Thank you so much for connecting with us. And I mean, well, thank you for having me on your podcast. I appreciate the opportunity. Of course. Fun to talk to you, gals. 
All right. Well, a big thanks to Sarah Solaric for coming on today and talking about all of the many things that she does. She mentioned her website, sarahsolaric.com, where you can learn all about her offerings. And then um, also mentioned her Etsy store, which we'll link in the show notes, where if you're interested in getting her essential oils and making sure, you know, she mentioned even the containers that they come in are important, which who knew? Mm -hmm. Um, If you're interested in learning more about that from her and want to check out what she has to offer, we'll put the Etsy store in the show notes. Um, It's Concentrated Awesomes, and that's awesome with an S, plural, because someone beat her to the punch, apparently. Lame. Yeah, we don't support them. Don't go there. No, just kidding. I'm sure they're a great person. (laughs) (laughs) Don't go bashing them on their page. That would be rude. But if you want to get to the right page, add the S. Just add Dennis. We will link it all in the show notes for you. Yeah. And as always, guys, if you could send us some love, hit us up on Instagram, email us, give us a rating if you feel so inclined. Send us a carrier pigeon. Yeah, Whatever that would be great. Want. If you want to send us a puppy, we would not be opposed to that. No, do you know what I meant by carrier pigeon? No. Like when they used to send messages by pigeon. They <laughs> want to actually receive a carrier pigeon. Um, Or just send us a carrier pigeon message. I I was over here taking that like send us a pet. <laughs> I knew as soon as you said dog, I was like, <laughs> no. On a side note, I can't even laugh because I took Pure Bar again today, and my abs oh, no. hurt so bad. If you have not taken Pure Bar, listeners, you should. Lordy, can Lordy. you tell it's almost our bedtime? It's nine forty. Wow, we're recording at nine forty on a Monday night. We are just. Little Real grannies. serious. What'd you say? <laughs> Said little grannies. Little grannies. Yeah. Little grannies recording night out. Drinking tea and not wine. That's, that's how we roll. So yeah, we really hope that you guys enjoyed the episode. Make sure to check out Sarah Solaric. Send us some love and we will catch you guys next week. Bye. Bye.